0: Recording in progress, right?
1: You're ready. (laughs) I need need, need you to put your mug down because I can't concentrate. I'm mugging his hand out in the mug that is his face, by the way. Ladies and gents, welcome back to PTs One Podcast. We are on episode 35. And we are, how do I say it? We're talking about fat. (laughs) We're we're talking about photo shoots and getting lean. So obviously, we're going to discuss the certain degrees of lean. There's everyday life lean. There's holiday lean, and then there's stage and photo shoot lean. I went through photo shoot lean August last year, and obviously that was
0: August. What the hell? Yeah, it's of
1: August, August. Hmm. Uh, and then subsequently. Ate the entire house. So now I'm back to a, <laughs> a realistic point. But just going now through, talking through, <laughs> talking through everything that I, I it sounds really philosophical saying discovered about myself. But then it's also a lot of the stuff that I didn't run the full block through me. I did 15 weeks and I did 13 of them. The last two, I passed the reins over to someone else. And there's a lot that a lot of people don't consider in terms of if you're actually going to get help, what kind of processes you put in, how much time it's going to take to actually do all this, which is going to be a big topic of today. But I think we should actually address level of leanness and sort of comparative scales because, I mean, before the podcast started, we said strong man size, <laughs> like strong man lean, <laughs> Even power if- belly. So power belly average joe so obviously a lot of what you will do will dictate by how much you actually move as well because i think a lot of people they expect to get like really lean but if you're sitting down for i'm not even going to say eight hours on a nine to five because you've got commuting time you've got the the time when you get home and you're absolutely exhausted from work you're then sitting down for probably another two three hours whilst you chill out and then you're gonna go to bed yeah, so if you spend the majority of the time you're people.
0: sitting down, then you're not gonna get that much movement in. Um yeah. I've completely forgot what's gonna say already. This is a great start for me. Oh,
1: miles I, I mean, ways banging,
0: banging form here, Miles Harrison. Well done, mate. But no, um, I think but yeah, but when we're when we're talking about let's say weight loss and stuff like that, a lot of it can be a lot of it will be mostly focused on the nutritional side of things. That's that's where your biggest edge um error that era. that's your biggest margin of where things can improve on and stuff like that it's, it's been shown in so many studies that if you if you do want to focus on weight loss then it's what's been done in the kitchen and the habits evolving around that rather than the actual movement and the exercise points because I, don't people realize that how low the calories you actually burn through exercise it's 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 so low like it's yeah. like that. but yeah we'll carry on with um the different types of body fat.
1: So I think we, yeah, we said average Joe and then you've got your, your holiday lean. So people like, they, they will come to a coach four weeks before and be like, I want to walk in the best shape of my life. And be like,
0: yeah, this is the, this is the <laughs> ideal lean. This is, this is a, this, this holiday lean comes in like different ways. So like you'll have you, your lean lean. You look like someone who's you're generally fit obviously works out and stuff like you you'll partially look athletic um you might even look a bit more on the leaner side you might get a little bit of a vascularity and all that kind of fun stuff and all that um but the reason why it's called a holiday lean is because most people don't sustain it and they go back to their old habits once the holiday's over
1: so everywhere past holiday lean is not sustainable as a lifestyle unless you want to be a hermit crab like even the, I think the one stage past the holiday lane would be photo shoot and stage lane and for everyone that has been at that point it is nowhere near sustainable holiday you don't go on holiday and be like yeah I'm going to maintain this for two weeks as soon as you see that buffer, you're like oh no wow. you have you have some carbs and like you're walking around pumped up to hell because it's actually doing some good for the first couple of days but then it gets a bit more of a habit and then the weight starts coming back on. So All the exclusive breakfast. Mm. I love that. That's the thing. Like People will spend all this time trying to get lean and unless there is an object at the end, like the next stage would we'll like getting the photos. Well, that's it. That's the, that's,
0: that's the main reason why mostly people do it is obviously to, yeah. to look the best because they know that photo is going to be a coming they're more likely going to show a little bit extra skin and all that and stuff like that. Like, imagine if people put that much effort all year round. Like, that would be... You would see some really good progress, but obviously, things get away, work, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So it can't be, it can be fully sustainable, but, like, we always preach to everyone and stuff like that. Like, you're body fat percentage and people can't see me through audio. I'm, I'm doing the whole thing, um, a thing, <laughs> the bunny years thing. Thank you very much. Um, it is going to fluctuate. For example, Christmas has just passed. People are a lot at the moment. going to have a lot of holiday weight. And I say to all the people, if you don't put weight on through Christmas, you've obviously not enjoyed yourself. Like <laughs> you've got to generally like, obviously it's different from people to people. I get that for sure. And stuff like that, but, People are going to put on weight through that winter period because a lot of the things that we do in the festive period is eat. And then usually tend to when summer comes out and people start, again, shorts are out, T-shirts are out and stuff like that. People start looking to obviously clean up the diets, get themselves moving a little bit more and stuff like that. Spend vigorous hours on a cross trainer. Don't know why. Um, to get themselves into a good state. But like anything, anything where the intensity massively increases, there's no consistency in it.
1: So the value as well. I, like other than those 15 weeks, that was that was at that point, that the only thing valuable to me was looking really good for that photo shoot. I'm paying for a photo shoot. It's not cheap. So I might as well give it my absolute all for that period. There's no point in cycling through. Like you will with a lot of people they will go through cycles of being and having a diet, looking amazing, feeling really good about themselves, dropping off, going back, then doing the same cycle again and just zigzagging between the two. And I'm not here to say like you need to stay lean all year round. I mean, personally, that's my value. Like my focus isn't staying that lean all the time. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not particularly
0: it. healthy is it yeah. like yeah. oh no i've seen i've seen a lot of people go reverse 180 like i've seen one minute they're in fantastic shape photo shoot ready next thing i notice they've put on two or three stone mm. it's sustainable and the fact that they get that deep into it there's a massive rebound that comes with it um and you've, you've got to sacrifice a lot of things for it a lot of things for it and in, in my in my personal opinion, I hope I've not offended you, Mike. I don't, I, don't I don't see any point in it. Obviously, yes, there is... There's an achievement that comes with it. And I know I'm going to upset a lot of people who do the, the bodybuilding industry, obviously, aka my, even my granddad when he was doing it. Like, getting to that certain level of leanness to show off the body, show off, obviously, all the whole hard work. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. If you enjoy that, brilliant. But for me, for someone who plays a lot of sports who's isn't based, whoever isn't based of how lean I am is more based on what I do on the pitch and stuff like that or what I do on a daily basis. I don't think there's any values in that. And I don't think that just also relates to athletes or anything like that. I think that relates to a lot of gen pop people as well. Yeah. Because I think once you get down to that level, of lean. sorry, Mike, I, I know you could cutting yeah. Yeah. I think it's an excuse to to yourself, well, you know what? I used to be that lean and stuff like that. And I remember doing this. I remember doing that. And you create a lot of bad habits, a lot of bad habits to get near to that. When that was the thing that got you back into this place in the first half. Yeah.
1: Because it's like I said, just but it's the value of the person. And obviously, it's that personal opinion. Like, I'm not going to come in and do a photo shoot every single year. It's not my value. For me, the biggest thing was getting the photos as social proof and be like, to a certain extent, if I could do it, I could do it for you at coaching level. But then at a personal level, it was really good in the fact that it actually helps me understand that. Because it's not just going and doing cardio, going and doing training and eating certain foods. It, it goes well beyond that point, especially when you're really lean and you <laughs> you debate all your life choices when you're there eating freaking <laughs> the smallest portion of food. But you actually learn a lot about your own potential in terms of how far you can go with certain things. And I use this as a comparison with someone else. And it's like, if I can go through something as what I perceived as difficult as as that at the time, and that's the most difficult thing I've been through, looking at other aspects, it's not going to be that hard. Because I'm like, well, I've done that mentally. I've proved that I've got mental toughness and I've got the ability to get into a good routine, which I can then keep after. Because it's like, I used to find the time to do 40, no, not even 45. At one point I was doing like just under an hour's cardio, along with training, along with trying to work with clients, along with going off my other job, and that taught me that it's like no, it's not you like you, you're not lazy. You've just got really poor time management. This is going slightly off topic, but then it helped me understand that. Wait, no, it sounds like Molly May because she's just been like, we got uh, you know thing. what?
0: Literally, I was just about to say the. I was just about to say the exact same thing. Obviously, at the moment now, at the time I'm recording this, Molly May's um, of Love Island and all that has been scrutinized because she's pretty much said that everyone's got the same twenty four hours. And the way she said it, only people who, like you said, maybe have poor time management might have got offended. Like, yes, time is irrelevant. We've all got different times. We've all got different responsibilities. I completely understand that. But she is right in the way of saying if it's something that you really want, you will sacrifice a lot of things to get to that point. And obviously, photo shoot into that brackets and stuff like that you're going to have to sacrifice more than just eating, time obviously dedicated to training, dedicated for cardio and stuff like that. But you're going to, de- obviously, there's aspects of health, especially if you're female. There's a of relationships because um, even like social events, because even, for example, yeah. like you're getting to that point where like food, <laughs> like you can't go out. Like you can't even risk even the temptation of going out. And if you've got mates who are, like on a Friday night, like to go to a pub or something like that, after a football game or something, you, you say no. So you might lose some friendships out of it, especially if they're not in line with your values, because not everyone could be dedicated enough to obviously, um, again, dedicate themselves for such a long period of time. So there's a lot of factors that play into it. And I have respect for people who do it, but it's just not for me, in my kind of sense.
1: There's a certain degree of, I listened to a lot, I think, <laughs> I went for the typical, Listen to a lot of motivational stuff when I was just feeling absolutely down in the dumps because uh, it is mentally tough, it's physically tough. Like, sleeping is a nightmare. And structurally, like, you look clean, you can see all your muscles, but your joints hurt like a mother, especially <laughs> when you're relatively strong already because you've, one, got to deal with the mental aspect of getting weaker because you're weighing less and you've got less energy and your joints just feel yeah. <laughs> like everything just goes and I'm like there was a, probably about six times when I actually just turned yeah. to myself and I was like is it actually worth it and you've just got to listen and look at the situation and be like right if I can get through this process if I can tick these boxes because at the end of it that's all it was for me I was like right what have I got to do today at what order can I do that and how can I work the best to get that order done? It was as simple as that. And if it meant getting up at half past five, so go and do cardio at 6am, so be it. I would still be able to do all the cardio and do everything else and then cook all my meals because I went through like two phases. I went through the phase of being so down on food that like I just, I felt like I was just eating crumbs whilst still doing I think the highest step count I was doing some days because I was still doing the other job as well, was probably 25k. So like you get you get to the end of your day and you're like I'm, exhausted.
0: Yeah. And you feel like you've got I'm meant to prepare yourself for the next day. Of that. Literally, yeah. when you're just saying crumbs that I just thought about me when the guy's just like, I had a fish cake <laughs> and fish and rice cake. <laughs> fish, another fish, and I have a rice cake. And yeah. another one. But- yeah, there's there's um there's a lot of things you got to sacrifice and it's, it's not, it's not short. It's not pretty. It's um, it's you're in it for the long run. It is like, it's like a a full on marathon. Um, but saying that Mike, obviously it's a, it's a long path. A lot of times where you can easily just go, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to have some custard creams. Like when you got to that bit where the day came and the photo shoot ready and stuff, I had the cameras in your face and you've got to, pose for the camera and stuff like that was there a moment where you were just like okay i'm proud of myself for doing this i'm happy for myself or was there a point where you kind of go you know what this wasn't all the things i was expecting
1: it it was weird because the mentality shifted because i obviously i carb loaded a couple of days before so basically just to fill and muscle glycogen up so had very very low carb days i think the lowest i got down to was probably 40 grams of carbs hey yeah. that's
0: a big that's pretty much a big one and a half.
1: yeah so like i mean we're talking like i was i was fat loading at this point at this point so it might not even be 40 it might be less it was probably trace from the food that i was actually having at the time so carb level within the body so glycogen stores within the body were very very low fat was obviously going up so there's a certain degree because i think whenever you drop below about 150 grams of carbs that's when like mental clarity starts to drop off so with my clients i'll never really i never really try and aim below 150 unless there's a specific target um and then i got to oh god i think it was a friday before because i had the shoot on the monday and i <laughs> i was cooking all this food for these times and it was like i think that one day i was having I think I had seven or eight meals on a Sunday. And I was like, wait a minute, like, because Zags did the prep, and I'm like, I remember, I think I've still got the photo, because I messaged him, I was like, I trust you to absolute bits, but I'm really not sure what's going on here, because I, like, held up this, like, like a mixing bowl of potato, and it was full. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? I was like, I had to eat that twice that day. And I was, like, so satisfied, but I think I had a bit of, because my body was so not used to having carbs, my mental like capacity just went. Like, yeah, it's almost, no it's almost
0: like um, if like thermodynamics. If you if you've been in cold water, like ice cold water, this whole time, and you get yourself into something warm, that warms could expose itself a hell of a lot more, and vice versa. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. My I'm body for food it.
1: was just a furnace at that point. Yeah, and then um, came to the Monday, and like. I was checking in with Zach, I think, after every meal. So you, for me, I didn't see the difference. And it's not until you see certain capacities during the day. And I woke up in the morning, I was like, holy, got to the shoot. My focus wasn't on, like, food or anything like that. I was just nervous at that point because, obviously, I'm standing tanned, half naked in a gym that I typically PT and, like, train out of. And so there's people that are know and I'm like, the, tra- the transition completely shifted to just nerves at that point. I mean, I'll hold my hand up. Like, I had... Zach was there, Andy was there, so there's was a lot of people I already knew, but then Carl Morris, who was a photographer. If you're in the Staffordshire area, like, I'm not even trying to plug in here, but if you are in the area and you're looking at this kind of stuff, go to Carl. Honestly, like, I've never transitioned from being so nervous to so, like, not confident, just at ease so quickly technically so what mike awesome.
0: is saying is this uninsponsored video is now sponsored by carl's photographs
1: <laughs> and that hundred will be wired to my bank account later <laughs> <laughs> he's like you're welcome <laughs> but now it's like the transition for and the relief i think once the shoot was done it was about halfway when i was i felt comfortable then that was when the relief started kicking in And then as soon as the shoot finished, I was like, yeah, nothing. We went to TGI Friday straight away. (laughs) Oh,
0: man, what a baggy meal to go to after term. But how did you, for example, like the the days and the weeks afterwards and stuff like that, like how did that feel getting back to a somewhat of normality? And was there a normality to go back to? Because obviously once you experience something like this, it's almost like breaking up with your first love and stuff. It's never truly the same, is it?
1: Because I... I didn't fully, I like part and part reversed. So a reverse diet is basically where you would just trickle calories back up just to get to like the baseline of typically what you would be. So I lost 12 kilograms between the start and the end of the shoot. Damn. Um, I think I went even, I technically think I went a little bit low, but then because of the carbs, I shot up a little bit more. But the transition for me to get back, because my focus was not to stay there. I said this to Zach, we both agreed, like my focus away from the shoot was always strength, which it is now. So it was never a factor of like, I want to reverse and stay looking good for as long as I can. I didn't have any holidays. I didn't give a shit. Like, I think I think we went out for food just after it, actually. And I was like, <laughs> I'll eat whatever I want. And then I, I think I transitioned back up 10 kilograms in the first few weeks which I was like, I, was, I wasn't forced at all. But it just, the lessons that the whole process taught me, because there's also stuff that I didn't know, because I wasn't going to question I wasn't going to question the entire process on what I was getting told to do. But in the same respect, I'd like to know, just because then I know as a coach, and it wasn't until the other day that I actually learned certain stuff like fat loading, because thermic um, effect of food is lowest with fat and highest with protein. Which I, I generally just fit for effects effective food as a whole. I didn't actually know it had like comparative levels between fat carbs. Yeah,
0: so I free it's a, So people who don't know what firm and effective food is, think of it as like a your body's like a campfire. And in order to enlighten that campfire, you've got to give a little bit of energy. So life and man stick to get this like going. So whenever we consume food, we don't consume the whole uh nutrition, nutrition aspects of it. So Mike is right, the fat, um, fat is lowest. It's like something like three to five percent of well, actually fat. huh? It's really yeah, about to three, yeah. Yeah, it's like three to five percent, obviously. Um, it's burn through consumption. Carbohydrates is like 10 to 15. And protein's high. It's like 20 to 30%. So that's why people say when you're, when you're looking to, let's say, maximize weight loss or anything like that, these tend to stick with a higher protein diet. One, because one, it takes longer. It takes a while to digest. Therefore, it fills you up more along. Um, and also, as well, it has a higher effect of food.
1: Yeah. So I learned a lot about that. I learned a lot about myself and also a lot about the process of training because I, apart from like the last two sessions, because the last two sessions leading up to are basically just pump sessions, um, I effectively just ran my own training. And typically the training didn't change that much from what I was doing at the time. It more was just adapted in terms of, I know I'm not going to be hitting big numbers. I'm not pressing for PBs. I'm going in to do the work, to burn the calories, alongside what i typically do i'm not like you need to look at the situation and have situation situational okay, situational awareness of what realistic
0: happening. expectations yeah
1: so. yeah like if you, you can't lose 10 kilograms and think you've got more strength than when you were heavier like your power to weight ratio will only work to a certain capacity especially when you drop in a shit ton of weight yeah. I think a lot this, of people this, are okay at
0: that. that. That leads to a very interesting point because obviously, like, let's say, for example, like a lot of people who do sports, my nervousness, a couple different aspects and stuff like that, tend mm-hmm. to look to get lower body fat percentages and stuff like that. And yes, there are a, a certain bracket where that power to weight ratio does become a positive aspect. But getting that level of lean, it's um, before I say this, this is very subjective. Like Some people will naturally be generally leaner and they'll be fine with it. Some people um, will have to hold a bit more body fat. It's it's adjusted to people, to people. But the idea of it is that if you are getting to that certain level of leanness, a lot of things are going to have to be sacrificed to get there. One, obviously, it's calorie intake. So therefore, the, macronutri- um, the nutrient stuff that you would usually have won't be there. You won't have that general fuel to enable to enhance in your sports. Because obviously, you're playing a lot of team sports, let's say football, rugby, all that type of stuff. You're going to generally need a lot of carbohydrates to fuel you because they do a mix of obviously energy systems, which obviously is very demanding. Um, yeah, fair dues. It's very aesthetics and stuff. Like that. But most of the reason why athletes are generally quite lean anyway is because not because they focus so much on that aspect of it, it's because they elicit all the healthy habits that go with it. One, they're very cardioactive. Um, two, they usually weight train. Two, they generally eat very well and they sleep very well as well. They probably have a lot of management regarding that as well. So when a lot of people um, will come in and say like, look, I want to look this certain way and stuff like that, they want to look like an ex-athlete or exist and exact. Like, they what people don't realize is that actually that, they don't focus on that point. Like, for example, myself, like I don't focus on becoming leaner. I focus on becoming a better player on the pitch. But that means that the results that I will get from being generally lean won't come because I'm focusing so much on it. It's because I elicit the same habits that look like get them same results.
1: Yeah. Cause One in- thing I actually haven't mentioned is you look more towards especially when you're so limited with food, you look towards nutritional timing a lot more. Because obviously if you're doing demanding sessions, it, here's some perception as well there. So it's not the fact that the sessions might be demanding because what you might consider demanding might have been easy for you previously when you were at a lot higher body weight. Being leaner, you could do the same amount of work, but your time to fatigue can be a lot higher. So they, the point of having carbs and fat coming at certain points around training around around times, and everything else can be quite important, especially yeah. just because it's that limited. Like, I'm not going to go and eat three quarters of my calories at the start of the day or the end of the day. Like, I'd go through certain points of intermittent fasting just for the sake of it, it was just because I knew if I was training at certain points, I would need my food more around that point just in terms of recovery, in terms of energy for the session itself, and just not leaving myself short. But then that's also getting in terms of um, one big thing that I'll probably actually say is, not, try not to plug again, get a coach because they will plan it out for you or plan out your entire day at a food level. Because there's no, <laughs> the stupidest thing you can do is be like, right, I have 1,800 calories for my day. And before lunch, because you know you're going to be hungry, you eat 1,400. And then you'll leave yourself 400.
0: <laughs> so recipe we for-
1: You're going to set the expectation of how difficult that diet will be by your own ruling of food. And if you're going to cut yourself short, you know you're going to suffer. And you, if you're going to suffer more, they're more likely to mentally play with yourself and more likely to give more into the situation. So for as meticulous as it is checking over food and Carol, Carol, carol counting, calorie counting, calorie counting, it's a necessary evil because you can plan out your day, you know when you're going to be eating food and then you can also prioritize food for certain times Long term, it's beneficial because you then begin to understand the value of food. Like you can generally look at like a plate of food and like roughly looking at that from what I've had in the past. This is the amount of food I need. Because the motto why I use with my clients is we count calories to not count calories. Because then you get to the you get to a certain point where especially I'm going to sound really boring because a lot of my food that I eat is typically the same food.
0: Yeah, it's to build accountability and consistency with it, and that's yeah. like everything that we. I, I I I mean, when it comes to calorie counting, one of the clients said to me, "Why Why am I supposed to stick with with my calories?" Because I, I I'm just a fan of data. I like numbers and stuff like that, so I'm very very prestigious perfectionist. Really, when it comes to calorie calories, and simply my answer was that you track your finances to make sure you got a roof over your head. Like, do that with your body. You. Again, it's sounds so cliche, but you've only got one of it. Yeah, you might not be here for a long duration of time in the grand scheme of things and stuff like that, but you pretty well want to make sure you're, you're getting the best out of life. And I'm thinking tracking calories, whether how long you do it for and stuff like that, is a great skill to keep yourself accountable and bring awareness to yourself and stuff like that. Because nine out of 10, the amount of people that come up to me when they start tracking the calories, they go, I didn't realize I had that many calories. I didn't realize that I needed this much to eat. I didn't realize that the food I was eating wasn't that much or I was overeating by this much. People don't have awareness. And that's because it's not brought to their attention. People are focused on some other stuff.
1: Let's say the average calories for a person, all, all intensive purposes, do not run with this number. Please consult any calorie tracker or speak to a coach. Before you actually implement, yeah, this calories. is very, this is very <laughs> subjective.
0: So, before people get pitchforks on us, and like, what did you just say to me? You just like, said, you just said eat two thousand calories for the book. Like, this is the, like for me. I, don't, I, I honestly like I, I don't know. I've I, not. I don't. I've got. I've had a range of people, and I've not found really a habit because everyone has such different lives. And stuff like that, like, I, like, I had to wonder at some point where I had the exact same calories, the same as my my client. And he was, a, 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 I'm going to say, a bit taller person than me and stuff like that, and he trained as much. So he was like, why is that the kit? Is stuff like that. And it's like, because I'm a little bit, I'm obviously a little bit smaller, but all at the same time as well, I do a hell of a lot of activities and stuff like that. So it, it counts for all that. I play a lot of sports. I play two games in a week most times. So you look at two different people and you go, "Well, how the hell have you got the same calorie intake?" It's so subjective. Like, I don't actually want to even say the average thing of people of men having two thousand five hundred calories yeah. and women having 2,500. I don't think it's it's never been that. Has never where I have gone like you know what? You're a woman, two thousand for a man, two
1: thousand five hundred. Yeah, you need money. this much, you need this much vitamin C per day. It's like <laughs> it's, no. it's very subjective in terms of like you even look at the back of a package and it's like well if you eat this and if you eat two jelly babies that is four percent of your carbs for the day and it's like well no I, <laughs> it doesn't I, make I, un- sense. I understand
0: i understand it in theme of it gives people a metric to track from because even for example let's say like fitness watches and stuff like that they're not 100 right they're not there is a very mm-hmm. fine margin with error but if you're consistent with tracking with that then you can convert yourself in different ways and you can change that to change aspects. So again, it's even with like my fitness pal, it shoots you a number. And for some odd reason, it adds exercises onto it and all that, even though it asks you what your activity levels are like. Yeah. Like that number, your total daily amount should already equate for what you do as an activity within the week or your daily activities. So I, added exercise on it is counterproductive because you're just eating more expenditure than the ones that you burn now.
1: I'm going on around now. But um yeah. yeah, what else did we have on the list?
0: Yeah, what do we not like about my fitness pal? But do you think that's the thing is like I don't <laughs> my if, fitness if I get anyone started on my fitness pal. like is it a great tool? I really do think it's a great tool. I've been doing it since crack, I've been nearly doing it for 10 years. I started tracking when I was like 17. Jesus. That's all I'm going now.
1: You know. I, I, started, I, I, I started going when I was in uni, like the gym, but obviously I think everyone will say, oh yeah, I've been going to the gym since I was 18. Uh, and then they'll say, but I've been taking it seriously since this point. And it's like, I think the logistics of how serious you take it is when you actually start taking a stand and actually start yeah. making big changes. Yeah. Like, go, never really been...
0: Go back to the, the, my fitness part and stuff. I like, whatever the number it gives you at the moment, for starters, I, I always say, don't focus on that at the moment. We can get more serious with stuff like that. Just get used to just tracking and becoming a bit more aware, get used to how much protein, carbohydrates, fats you're getting and stuff like that. Then we can make adjustments on top of that. Because, again, you can get this. They've done studies where it's like you get two twins, identical twins, and they burn different amount of calories. That's how subjective this thing is, because everyone has different lifestyles, everyone has different habits, different stuff. I've like had. so don't expect to fall into this small bracket. Everyone's different regards and stuff like that.
1: Notice when I was actually talking about my prep work, getting to the shoot, I never mentioned calories, <laughs> like because that's subjective to me the cardio would be subjective to me as well because like I was still moving a lot because of work. I was still (laughs) very active at the time, but yet some people might need more cardio or less cardio than me. It's everything within that process is subjective because you also account, you need to account for where you're starting as well. If you're starting at 20 stone and you want to get to eight, you're obviously gonna gonna have need to a lot
0: of time. Gonna yeah,
1: you're going to look. You need to to dictate how much food, how much such a drop is going to actually affect you, because that's also a thing in terms of, um, if you go into like a VLCD, which is a very low calorie diet, mentally, how much will that affect you, and also the fact that. I don't like using the word diet too often. A diet only really comes in when it's someone that needs to lose a lot of weight. For me, the thing, the for, for the word, massive health reasons. The,
0: the thing is with the word diet, like I've, I've I've been getting, I've been talking a lot more about what we what we tend to focus on. And for me, when you when you focus on a being on a diet, again, bunny fingers here, you will focus on taking something away. It means that you're gonna have to stuff i'd rather say like right we're focused on a a healthy eating lifestyle and also as well that's fun that. little thing isn't it funny that the word diet has got the word die in it
1: the old simpsons thing when the tree blows out of the way and he's like
0: die oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah exactly if we can get a clip for that somewhere in his mean, i'll be fantastic <laughs> I'll um, if getting... <laughs> yeah just add it onto the youtube video but yeah that's what i mean it's like it's getting you to focus on different things. Instead of focusing on, right, you've got to sacrifice this. You've got to sacrifice that. Wouldn't it not be better for you to focus on, right, let's hit my protein targets. Let's hit my veggies targets. Let's hit my fiber targets. Sounds a lot more promising, doesn't it? I'm positive. Rather than thinking, oh, you know what? I can't have that custard cream. Like, how depressing that sounds? And I love my custard cream.
1: get a gem pop level. Like, a gem pop level... When you enjoy a drink on the weekend and you're saying I can't drink any booze, that's a, that's a no go. Ironically, I was going to mention this earlier, and this will make you laugh. Go ahead, because I was basically once you get to that certain point, you're obviously manipulating water as well, just to get as lean as possible.
0: Yeah, we do not even talk about hydration yet. Jeez.
1: Yeah. Oh, fucking out. That might be, need to be another podcast <laughs> <laughs> because that that changed a lot through the it's process. It's gonna
0: be a long one, guys.
1: Um, I was taking. I had two glasses of white wine the night before the shoot. Jesus Christ, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like sitting in my room and I, uh, like downstairs. I was like, <sighs> <laughs> full of food, drunk off two glasses of wine. I was like, I don't know I'm going to do this shoot tomorrow. <laughs>
0: it sounds like a tea night.
1: <laughs> like this was a Sunday night. And then it was just like, okay, yeah, then no, we can deal with this. But if we, I can quickly dabble into water. Because basically on the run-up to it, I was probably on six to seven litres a day. And whilst you're at home, that is great. When you're at work, it's not so great because you're spending half your time drinking or going to the toilet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then when we got like up to the couple of days before, that's when we started manipulating water, so dropping water out. So... The Sunday, I think a couple of hours before bed, we stopped, we dropped it off completely. And then in lead up in the morning, it was just sips. Obviously, health is still a certain degree of consideration. I don't want to dehydrate and just feel like shit. Because I, I was actually quite surprised because of all the food the day before. Obviously, you're going to hold a certain degree of water as well because of the amount of carbs, because a certain degree of water is attached to carbs. So, we need to go, gra- uh, you're always going to be in that respect as well. So, the water was also already still there, but I was just physically drying out. Yeah, something
0: like every three grams of carbohydrate is a gram of water.
1: Yeah. So, I wasn't worried about that in the respect. And I actually wasn't that dehydrated. It was more just the fact that, ironically, it was the best nights. Sl- no, the Saturday night was the best night's sleep I ever had because that's when I started the pre-cob on the Saturday, and then the Sunday night, I was that nervous that i barely slept. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know what to expect at all, first time. Um, but yeah, like, n- the water concept was... I'm not going to say it was the hardest thing. I think it was more the fact that, like, you're there, and you've just constantly got a bottle of water by your side, you like you taking it off throughout the day. Like I had a rule at the time and I was like, I need to get through two, I think it was like two litres every hour and a half or two two hours. So it's obviously you go and refill it or you're buying more water and everything else. And it's like trying to work, trying to concentrate. And every 20 minutes, you're like, oh, guess what? I need to go pee. <laughs> and it was just a, little, a little nightmare in that respect. I now it, obviously within...
0: Well, I was going to say, within, within sports and stuff like that, like for example, like let's say in, in boxing, where they got weight categories and stuff like that, they do do uh, water manipulation. So they'll they'll get you to drink bucket loads of water like a few days or something like that before. And all of a sudden, you just cut. They do that in movies as well and stuff like that. And I will not, I will say to anyone that I will not recommend doing that at all and stuff like that. Get the basics first before you hella. I didn't even do that. Do a hell of a lot more first before you get into doing shit like that.
1: Winnie, if you're listening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he knows well, he knows how rough it can be.
0: If he's listening to this now, he'd be like, you son of a bitch. All <laughs> right. On. <laughs> I, I say on regards of the like the duration we've we've talked about this right now, Mike. I think we've covered enough where We've we've gave a general idea out to yeah. the public and the people listening to the stuff. I the thing that I want to end on is you've done it once. Would you do it again? Yes. Why is that? Could I think you're a fool? <laughs> <laughs> you've just said for a good half an hour about oh, this and all that. But yeah, go on then, why not?
1: Yeah, okay, why not? It's like oh, on a oh, Saturday
0: wow. night when you hung over on Sunday and I was like, oh. I'm never drinking ever again. So cool. now it's like, hey, do you want to come out for a drink? Yeah, go on in. Why not? Why not? Yeah.
1: I think, I think it was like eight weeks out that me and you went out. <laughs> I was like, oh.
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Out in but no, I think because one of the biggest questions I actually got ironically in the, um, just after the shoot and just up to the pre of the shoot was, oh, are you going to go compete now? Like stage. And I was like, it's never taking my fancy if i'm honest and like a lot of zach's guys were also going through the same process so they were doing four or five i think liam did three and like a calendar of like four or five and i know how tough it was for one and to see those guys coming in and like you could tell how little energy they got to go and do these shows back to back so at a competing level no. at a photo shoot level Yes, because it's also it's also a degree of seeing how much you progress. Because you can always look bigger on a lot of different factors. Getting lean, lean, you can see the true potential of are you growing? Have you grown? There's a good comparison because it's always dead weird when you compare like photos, like when you're like not quite fat, <laughs> not quite lean. But when you do a lean lean, the comparison between them is very big. Because, like, even with like, we were up at Prophecy on Tuesday and they've got a posing room and Lehman's that compete. And obviously, we were looking at certain factors between the two of them. And it's there's a lot, I think a lot of people rep it because it's more, I now appreciate it a lot more. Even though I've never competed, it's more like an art form for as much as you're going to be like, oh, because the balance of how everything runs, how everything is meticulous, how you set up your training to benefit certain body parts at certain times, because you look at things differently and you look at the symmetry and everything else, and it's like it's quite interesting to see how certain manipulations are made. It's like with me and my carb and fat loading, I now take that information away and apply it into performance. It's obviously not we're going to work in the same as a visual effect, but I now understand it in terms of energy system way. I've just covered it ironically studying, but it makes more sense to me now because I've actually gone through the process and I kind of understand the values of the amount of food that would be in potentially to build up to
0: 600
1: grams of carbs.
0: And it's, there's the difference when it comes to learning it from a textbook and actually experiencing it. And regarding to anyone who's, who's gone through sports degrees and stuff. like, that. I mean, I haven't got one. I've, I've got a fine art degree. So the only thing I've got is my qualifications in personal training, strength and condition and stuff like that. Like it's, it's just two different. And that's the same with anyone. I'm saying that you can go visit to into life really. Like the only thing you can actually truly experience and give opinions on really, if you've experienced it yourself. And I think as, as coaches, we've, we've got to experience that before we teach that. like, if, if we're giving exercises and workouts to other people, we've got to experience that first. Um, yeah. Because if we don't, then how are you supposed to teach that? I, obviously, that's that's in my opinion. I think my opinion about, again, that kind of level and leaners and bodybuilding shows and stuff like that, I've got an appreciation for it. It's, it's in my family. Like my grandma did it and stuff like that. And that's how I got into the whole fitness industry, by doing Bodybuilding type of stuff, and uh, I didn't do. I've never done a physique show and stuff like that. I have thought about it, but it's never appealed for me because I've always loved sports. And the more I've got into trying to do better as a an athlete, so and so is took me away from that kind of bodybuilding type of training or mindset or anything like that. But I can appreciate it. I can appreciate someone. Spending a great deal of time, creating a deal of dedication and stuff like that. Even though I don't agree with a lot of the methods, like you just said, it's an art. And just like in 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 art world anyway and stuff, like that, everyone just has different styles and stuff like that. So I can stand away from it and go, yep, yeah, it's not for me and stuff like that. But if anyone comes up to me saying they want to do it, they want to do that, like, I would say go ahead.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, There's do one it. one thing I probably want to take off as well before we finish as well, oh, sorry.
0: Go ahead, finish it off, man.
1: Um, so obviously we've done the two compare. I wouldn't say comparisons, but we've looked at photo shoot. I'm going to do it to our side of the microphone here. Photo shoot stage. The journey of bodybuilding is very, as we said, it's not formal in a certain respects, but then it's also subjective to the individual and the people that compare it. Because obviously you're going up against other people with judges being the, the decision makers on who looks best and who's etc etc i'm not going to go into logistics because i don't fully understand it a photo shoot it is you versus you there's no one else you're battling against except looking the best that you can look and being the best you can be
0: but you could argue with that that's that's the same with anything it is you versus you because you've got to take responsibility in everything that you do that you say and the people that you hang around with and stuff like that. Um, it's just, obviously, like you said, it's, it's been shone in a different degree. Mm. So, right. Is there anything else you want to speak about, Mike, before I close things off? I
1: don't think so. Like, oh. There's probably other things, but then, obviously, if anyone's got any questions, just shoot them in to yeah. the comments or pop us the DM. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Uh,
0: right, guys. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the 2PTs1 podcast very interesting topic i think this has been a, a nice conversation about it all and stuff like that um but like mike just said if you have any questions about anything that we spoke about by all means drop us a message in either one of our dms or emails or something like that all description below will be in our um, bios whether you're watching this on youtube or listen to this on spotify or podcast if you are listening to this please um rate and subscribe. It will help us massively support us out. And if you've got any topics that you would like to talk us about, um, buy them more. Get them in and stuff like that. But yes, um, this has been your host, Miles Harrison, with the lovely Mike Ellis. Obviously, as well. This is 2PTS1 podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. We'll see you all in the next one. Peace.
1: My elbow just cracked. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) Like that, my elbow cracked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>